As you know, over the past few weeks, we've been looking at the story of Esther, and uh, it's been a wonderful story, and we've uh, learned such a lot. And we're actually going to finish that story off next week uh, when um, uh, we're going to have a, a summary of the whole story and uh, a chance to sort of reflect on it and think, what have we learned from it? But this week and then the weeks after in the, in the summer, we're, we're doing something uh, slightly different. We are looking at conversations, conversations that Jesus had. And uh, we're going to start with this story of uh, Jesus who is anointed by this woman. And there are actually three characters in this story. There's Jesus, of course, and the woman, and her actions are truly remarkable. And uh, there's uh, uh, loads I'd love to say uh, about uh, her and her actions. But actually, I want to try and think together about the conversation that happens between Jesus and the third character in the story, who is Simon the Pharisee, is called Simon the Pharisee, who invites Jesus uh, for dinner, invites Jesus for a meal. And sometimes when we read the Gospels, we think of the Pharisees always as the bad guys, the guys who um, uh, are sort of opposed to Jesus, but clearly it was a bit more sort of um, a bit more nuanced than that a bit more sort of gray areas because there's no doubt that Jesus went and ate with Pharisees and he spent time with Pharisees he he loved them as much as he loved anyone else and he has this uh, amazing encounter I'm sure you know this but just to sort of uh, clarify uh, when uh, people met for a meal uh, in Jesus day it wasn't like us where we would have a sort of table and everyone would pull their chairs up to the table and so your sort of knees and your legs are under the table um in the, in, in jesus time it would have been a low table probably in the middle of a courtyard and uh, people would have sort of reclined at the table sort of with their probably with their on, on their elbow with the table there and their legs out behind them so when the woman approaches Jesus, she's not sort of scurrying under the tablecloth, okay? Don't, she's, she's, she's coming up to Jesus, uh, as it were, behind him in a perfectly decent way. And also, homes and houses were much more open, much more sort of fluid. It would not have been particularly unusual for a member of the village to come in and listen to the Pharisee and the rabbi talking together. So, just got that straight in our heads and we know what happens, don't we? We know that she comes in, she weeps, she wets Jesus' feet with her tears, she dries them with her hair, and she pours this very expensive perfume onto his feet. It is a lavish act, an extravagant act, an act which breaks all kinds of social boundaries. And you can almost feel the tension in the air. What is going on? What is going on? Okay? Somebody has broken all the normal rules. What is going to happen? And so we get the first part of the conversation. Simon says to himself, he says to himself, if this man were a prophet, then he would know who is touching him. He would know, and he would know that she is a sinner. Okay. And Jesus 
as he has this slightly disconcerting habit of doing, somehow knows what is said. Okay? We don't know whether he's just got very good hearing or whether um, he's sort of uh, got a bit of a superpower there. But anyway, he knows what's going on. And he says, Simon, I have something to tell you. And so Simon sort of flips. He flips into sort of disciple mode and says, tell me, teacher. That's the second thing he says. And uh, Jesus then tells a little parable, tells a little story about moneylenders. Okay, moneylenders, they were real then, they're real now. Okay, and he says, two men borrow some money, one 50, one 500, but the moneylender counseled both. Which one would love him most? And uh, Simon, he thinks this is too obvious. There must be something, uh, must be some, is there a trick question here? He says, well, I suppose the one who is forgiven more. And Jesus says, well done. You have answered correctly. Just want to show you something. Let's say you'd invited me round for a meal, okay? And you'd said to me, and I'd said in the way that we do, is there anything you'd like me to bring, okay? And you said, I'd like you, you know, afterwards we might have a, just bring some chocolate, okay? Just bring some chocolate. I said, okay. What would you think if I brought that, okay? It's chocolate. What would you think? How many marks out of ten would you give me? Two. Two marks out of ten, okay? If I brought that, how many marks out of ten would I get for that? Three? Not doing very well here. Eight? Six? Four? Oh, you're a hard, 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 hard audience. How much would I get for all that? Six? God, I bet it. How much has got? <laughs> I've got any more. <laughs> There's something, isn't there? There's something in the way people act. Something in the way that they do which speaks of something that's inside them, isn't it? If I turn up with this, everyone's thinking, what a stingy so-and-so, aren't they? Aren't they thinking that? If I turn up with this, they think, oh, well, he's managed to make it as far as college stores, okay? If I came with this, they might think, well, at least he's made a bit of an effort, okay? There's something, isn't there? <laughs> There's something in the way people act. It expresses what's going on inside. And Jesus says, look, you, I came into your house. I came into your house and it was, you know, you invited me. But you haven't done the things that normally happen when a guest comes in. In, in, in an ancient, you know, Near East, in the, uh, it was quite common for, people, for, a, for, for a, a man, particularly a rabbi, to be greeted with a kiss. Paul tells, Paul tells people in his letters, doesn't he? Greet one another with a holy kiss. We know that Judas, when he went to the garden, he greeted Jesus with a kiss. That was quite common, quite normal. As was the washing of the feet, quite normal. 
giving of the perfume, just a little bit of oil for your head to make you feel better, it's very hot outside. These things are normal courtesies. For us, it might be a cup of tea, or use the loo, or some nice biscuits. These are the basic courtesies, and they haven't been given. They haven't been given. But it's rather splendid heart here. Okay. Jesus is saying that from the heart come our actions. And Jesus is asking, how big is the heart? Is it this size? Or is it this size? And as he begins to tell his story, and he begins to apply it, everyone around can begin to see what Jesus is driving at. That Simon, respectable, learned, he's got the small heart. The woman, despite her background, she's got the big heart. Because you can see the big heart in what she is doing. Weeping, washing, anointing, breaking all these social rules, not being bothered about the way people think about her. She just wants to find Jesus and lavish her love upon her. She has the bigger heart and you can see it from the way in which she behaves. What do you think? Anyone says an improvement, I'm, I'm okay. What, what am I? What? A judge. I'm a judge. How tempted are we, all of us, to judge? How tempted are we, all of us, to pick out the faults in others? How easy it is to say, this person is wrong. This person is a sinner. This person is outside the touch of Jesus. That's what the Pharisee was doing. He was saying, I'll decide. I'll decide who comes in and who stays out. I'll decide who's good and who's bad. I'll decide... Who gets the touch of Jesus? And Jesus says, every time you do that, you show the smallness of your heart. The truly forgiven heart, the one that has been touched and blessed and washed and cleansed and is so grateful for all that God has done, will leave the judgment to God. Yes, People do behave badly. Yes, things that some people do are wrong. Yes, there must be accountability here and in the hereafter. God will settle those things. If we start becoming judge and jury, our hearts shrink 
and we become loveless. And everyone will see how loveless we are by the, by the, the imperfection, the, 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 the lack in our actions. We become, we become the chocolate button people. But actually, when we are reminded of all that Jesus has done for us, the fact that we are cleansed, that it's not just 50 or 500 or 5,000, it's a limitless amount that he has forgiven us in and through the cross. Then we become the milk tray people. We become the people freely you have received, freely give. You see, this conversation reveals a deep and powerful truth. Whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Simon didn't think he had much to be forgiven for, and he loved little. The woman knew she had loads to be forgiven for, and she loved much. As forgiven people, the forgiven people of God, we are called to be so overwhelmed with all that he has done for us that we go out and we dare to live like that, open and free, generous, outrageous people who are loving like Jesus has loved us. Amen.